news now. Well, um, well, we promised Miss Jen that we will start off talking about food for an hour. Are you eating food right now even? I have a cup of tea. Yes, I have a Sonic cup. I have Sonic. You do? Can I have it? Wait, oh, oh. Oh, thank you. You know the problem with this gag? <laughs> it's been overdone? No, now where do I put this Sonic cup? <laughs> Drop it on the floor. It's empty, right? Not exactly. Not exactly. <laughs> oh, wait, Is that wait. your pee cup? No, it's got uh, it's from lunch, so it's got like ice and water and two limes in it. Yeah. Ooh, do you get the limeades, the cherry limeades? Diet cherry limeade. That's the best, right? Because you can mm. feel like you're cheating like crazy and having sugar, but you're not. And it's so refreshing. Mm-hmm. I had I this yesterday. Skittles flavored C4 energy drink. No. What in the world? Uh, I prefer the Starburst flavored C4 Skittle. energy drinks. Do you feel like you're coming down with the Skittle Pox? No. Um, the thing about the Skittles flavor is if they would just pick a flavor of Skittle, mm-hmm. it would be fine. But instead, it tastes like if you open a bag of Skittles and you pour it all into your mouth at one time. Uh, no. It's a little awkward. So it's Skittles suicide. Yes. So, hey, I have a question. If we're going to talk about food, I have a question. Are you guys okay. seeing, like, massive shortages of things that you never thought you'd see shortages of in the grocery yeah. store? Really bizarre stuff, like Rice Krispies. I went, to my local, I went to my local grocery store, and I bought out their entire inventory of Gatorade Zero. Why? Because that's all they have. Like... I have to drink the zero Gatorade, and I drink a lot of Gatorade and Powerade, uh-huh. but there's none. They're, they're out of sports drinks. Like, it used to be a whole aisle of sports drink. They had, like, two cases, one of regular and one of zero, and I'm like, I'm just taking it all. I noticed the other day when I went, um, I went and uh, got stuff for breakfast for dinner, and I was getting pancakes, but I and I did realize that Unlike normal, where there's like a whole bunch of different brands and kinds and buckwheat and all this stuff, it was like some weird off-brand stuff and some weird sizes of the stuff we're used to having. It was really kind of eerily bizarre. We're like headed straight to communist Russia. (laughs) No, I think we're closer to headed straight to that movie Zombie Land. Oh, there's rules. (laughs) You know the you know the the grocery store scenes in Zombie Land. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought they messed that up. I should have called it Zombie Woodland and set it in Hollywood in the fifties. Ooh, when it was still called Hollywoodland. Yes. But you know they don't they don't hire me to direct and write and produce those things. So they usually hire you as the idea guy. I I interviewed Dirk Manning today, and we were talking about how. You know, he had the Butts and Seats comic that was huge on Kickstarter and re- uh-huh. sold out on Amazon. And he's working on another one with Arnie Anderson. And I go, dude, I have an idea for one that you need to pitch. And he goes, okay. And I go, I'll tell you when we get off the air. Yeah. And I pitched it to him and he goes, oh, that's a really good idea. Um, 
I go, okay, go ahead and write it. He goes, but you, you do know that if I pitch it and we write it, like you're going to have to help. And I go, no, 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 that's not how that works. <laughs> I come up with the ideas. You do the work. Mm-hmm. He goes, uh, no. I go, well, then I'll give it to somebody else who will. Brainy, is there anything like in California that's in short supply that you know of? Sure. But, I, you know, we've got uh, options. In fact, I went to El Pollo Loco the other day, and I wouldn't say they're in a short supply. Maybe they were. Maybe that's why they closed down. But uh, the local one, you know, they were closed. I guess their drive through was still open, but it was a big line. I went to the next one around. They were closed, and it was just shocking. Um, I mean, there are items that are harder to get, uh, but I wouldn't say it's too difficult. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, you know, we could always uh, go to, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Fresh, Amazon Fresh, and just order from there. See, that's that's the benefit to having options like that. We don't have Amazon Fresh. Um, we just got a whole paycheck. Um, we don't have a Joseph the Traders yet, and um, so like, we, if it ain't frozen, we don't got it. So, uh, it's just weird that like like I said, things like Gatorade or you know sports drink. There used to be 90 different brands and a million and a half different flavors. They had green Gatorade Zero and white regular Gatorade. Yeah. I, I know we're seeing that at Costco, though. You know, if you if you go in the morning, you're like, you're lucky in the afternoon and you're done with all of that stuff. Sorry, Miss Jen, you were about to say something. Hmm. Oh, I was just saying this. It's just kind of interesting. I, I wondered if it was like regional, the things that are gone. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's hard to say. I'm sure states like Texas, New York, and uh, California are getting the bulk of the allocations anyway. So, places where there are ports, correct, yeah. and people. Hey, we got we're we're a po- we're a very populous state, but we're also basically landlocked. Um. I would say our city of four million has more people than your state. <laughs> the city of Houston has got four million people in it. Right. <laughs> right. And that would be like one third Columbus. And you know, Los Angeles has got four million people. Right. So you combine those two, that's half of Columbus. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, like I said, it's one of those, there's a lot of people here. We're just like more spread out and Amish. So the reporting is a little off. Most places, your population is plus or minus 3%. Our population is plus or minus the Amish. So it's like 13%. Which is why you have a shortage of Gatorade because, you know, they they assume you guys don't need any Gatorade. Right. (laughs) So, Brainy, I think I told you the wrong thing because I... You were talking about a Netflix show that you were watching, and I didn't recognize the name of it. So I think we we were watching different shows. Ah, yeah, I was watching. Uh, oh man, I forgot what it was. Is oh. this back? Are we back to Emily in Paris talk? No. Oh my god, not. we haven't had that talk yet. Because I can't bring myself to watch it. <laughs> it's, it's a good show. Nothing it, about it sounds interesting to me. Well, uh, 
okay, look at it from this perspective. It's the same guys that created Melrose Place in 90210. And isn't it also Sex in the City? Yeah, probably. Darren? I mean, it, it typically is the same guys, isn't it? <laughs> None of those are shows I'm racing out to watch. But it, it, in my opinion, it's a, it's a nice uh, rom-com show. Oh, I sure. Like I've been watching um, Ghosts on HBO Max and then on Paramount+. Plus. So Ghosts right now is on CBS. It's a new sitcom. On CBS, uh, but it's actually a British show that they're making an American version of, which doesn't sound like it would work because it never does. But uh, the thing about the British show is that it's basically coming out simultaneous. So the, they've got three series of the British show for like 18 episodes, like they've done 18 episodes of the British show. Well, the American show is on episode like six. And they're basically one to one. They're basically they they made a few switches because like we don't know if there were cavemen in America, but we know we had Vikings. So instead of a caveman, it's a Viking. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of a politician, we have a like a Wolf of Wall Street type guy. You know, just some little changes, but the stories are basically the same on the two shows. Uh, it's very funny. We'll have to check it out. Um, if you if you you may have seen the commercials, it's the one with the guy with the arrow through his neck. Yeah, the one dressed like a Boy Scout. Looks like green, like green wallpaper behind him. Uh huh. Yeah. Such a funny show. But uh, that's all I've watched, other than football. Um. Yeah, we were we were talking about it earlier. I, I watched. Uh, it was a British show called uh, Keep Safe or Keep Close. Keep Close. Keep. Stay close. Stay close. Stay close. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's basically a murder mystery. How do I? So, um, I know, right? It's um, it starts off with a guy disappearing and his uh, father wanting to find out where he is, and the detective, you know, he hires detectives, and or you know, the detectives are investigating, and they find a connection between. A disappearance that happened 16 years ago or prior to that disappearance on the same day and this detective is trying to you know basically he's trying to put the two cases together and uh, see if uh, they are related or whatnot Ooh. And, <clears throat> spe- it, it was a very it's a very interesting premise uh, in my opinion at least they give away who the killer is towards the mid i think it's like episode three or four is uh well at least that's when i figured it out who the killer was but it's it's a good show it's it's worth watching it's only eight episodes it's a limited series show let's see what else did i catch up on i caught up on um i i finally watched eternals it took me three takings of doing so it put me to sleep twice Unfortunately, uh, it was still worth watching. Yeah, I enjoyed it enough to finish it. I like some of the other shows, but you know, uh, I, I think Marvel could have done better with that. I don't think anybody who saw it disagrees with that statement. <laughs> like, it could have been better. I'm the guy who dislikes superhero movies, 
And as you recall, I was preaching that in a world where it has to live with other superhero movies, it's not great. But if you look at it as something different, it's very good. Um, and I think that might have been the, the problem with it is where they did try to tie. They, they try to explain too much on why they weren't uh, available during the other events. And, and that's what they basically based the movie around to a certain extent. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that might have what killed it. Maybe if they'd made it a standalone and made it into a part of the multi-universe and not happening in the same universe as Thanos snapping. Right. Could have worked out better. Right. I, I really do think that it's a... If, if, yes. Or if they just, you know, they set it up some way to explain that, look, we're talking about characters that are in the Marvel pantheon, but they're not superheroes. But no, this movie has to exist in a world with superheroes. Yep. And that doesn't, that just doesn't work. Correct. Um, the plus side of it was, you know, they, they did introduce Black Knight in a way, in a manner, you know, it wasn't, uh, so that's something to look forward to. But, uh, you know, I also watched, uh, well, they also introduced Blade. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And Eros and Pip and in the post credit scenes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, you're. Yeah, and again, you know, they, like I said, it was it was worth watching, um, and it does kind of create. Um, it does create a, a nice balance to some extent. Yeah, gives us a gives us a little bit of peek into the future. So let's see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, since we are talking about Marvel stuff, I know Miss Jen, you did you did watch that commercial, right? Yeah, thanks to J- JD hunted it down because it was like forever. It was like almost the halftime of this game, right? I guess that the whole of the social media universe has been like non-stop like who cares about football show us the moon night trailer uh degenerate gamblers care about football that's why i don't care about the moon night trailer <laughs> they and just put a sports book in the local casino and i'm in real trouble and since uh you know our local team the rams are playing tonight i do care a little um and I, you know speaking of football if you missed the the game this past Sunday, the ending was. I feel bad for Dallas fans. You know that that ending should not it should not have ended the way it did. <laughs> it should have ended the way it did. Because they made uh, they made a bunch of really really bad mistakes to put them in a situation that was an unwinnable game. Uh, I, so I, it I, totally should have happened the way it happened. However. I, I think if anyone in that organization had two cents in their head, they could have avoided being in that situation. Correct. Absolutely. That, that's what I'm referring to. I mean, the, the, the last play was absolutely correct. It was by regulation. It was everything was correct on that. Um, so that- their, their franchise quarterback doesn't understand the rules of the game he's playing. Right. And speaking of the franchise quarterback, I am a little bit disappointed about his after comments about, uh, you know. 
the no. fans throwing that that's that's disrespectful and that's that shouldn't be tolerated. Well, we'll we'll deal with all that later. I mean, this is not let's talk about sports. We talk about food here. Talking about sports is on other shows. We're talking about Netflix shows. Stop it. Uh, and trailers. So I also watched uh, Being the Ricardo. Was it, yeah, Being the Ricardos or something like that, whatever it's called. The story yeah. of Lucia Ball and Desi Arnaz. I think that was much better than Eternals. Um, to the point where I actually had to leave to be at an appointment um, when I started watching it. I'm like, dang it, I'm going to be late. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I started up, and as soon as I got back home, I'm like, I, I got to finish this movie. There's one problem I had with it. Which was? I don't think it's Javier Bardem, right? I'm, I don't think he was a great Ricky Ricardo. And, and when I say that, I don't think he was a great Desi Arnaz. Um, if you've spent any time watching videos of real life Desi performing real life music, it was this kind of tour de force of energy and passion. And every time they show Desi playing music in the movie, he's a little stiff. And I think that might just be because of his physicality. You know, yeah, it's, it's hard to act that. Like, you got to have it or you don't. Correct. But that was the big thing for me is that I've seen hundreds of videos of Desi playing. And, I mean, he's just flailing and his hair's all over the place. And it's like, it looks like he's having some sort of attack. Like, it's violent. And Javier's just like, like, you know, it's like a beatnik playing a drum. It's a, it's a different thing. Yeah, and in his defense, that was more of a backdrop uh, aspect of his. For the right, show. right. And it's one of those things is it's like when I talk about the things I didn't like about Spider-Man, I recognize that it ain't for me. So, how many people who are gonna go who are gonna see this movie have spent hours watching Desi Arnaz introduce Cuban jazz to America? Exactly. One, maybe two, and they're both me. <laughs> so, you know, but it's an Aaron Sorkin movie, so it's very well written. Other than that one little thing, extremely well acted. It, it does have a, a few flaws, but you know that that's just uh, mm -hmm. that could be said about every single movie, period. right? So the thing that I started that I thought we were both talking about at the same time is a brand new thing that popped up. Is top five yesterday? It popped up, so I was like, okay, because Netflix never steers me wrong. It's Archive 81. It's hecka creepy. It's about this guy who restores old like videotapes and stuff. That's his job. And he gets approached by some corporation to fix, go, go through these sets of tapes and fix them that were in an apartment fire. But the caveat is that they tell him he has to move to their facility in 
and do it all there because they're too fragile to go anywhere. And they take them out to this like, it looks almost like a bunker, like a like one of those modern houses that was all made of um, like concrete in the middle of the woods. And I mean, it's like really nicely appointed house and stuff, but it just has, they're really good at making the creepy music, of course. But it's kind of like Blair Witch was where you're watching a person who's watching something that he's fixing. So he'll fix the tape and then he'll watch it. And somehow he just picks them in the order, which is hilarious to me. That's movie magic for you. But uh, it's clear that it's about that drama, but also it's tying into his personal life. So as it as it's been going, I'm looking at the second second episode. It's totally got me hooked, though. Where it looks like more and more that it wasn't an accident that he got asked to do this. He's intimately tied to this story. One of one of the so this is a long running joke between Jerry and I. Um, one of the side hustles that he has and that I had for a while was doing that, you know, digitizing tape and that restoring, you know, old video. Yeah. And I go, you do realize if the ring is real, <laughs> we're going to get it's going to pick one of us. Right. Like it's going to ha- like the, mm-hmm. you're going to get a tape in the mail and you're going to go to digitize it and you're going to get ringed. And ever since then, every time one of he would get he gets a job, he texts me and goes, "All right, so I got a new VHS tape. If I die in three days, don't rewatch it." So, uh, is it uh, creepy like X Files creepy, or is it creepy like um, uh, you know one of those crossed comic book creepy? Uh, it's creepy like utopia creepy. It makes you very uncomfortable. And it it is one of those fav- my favorite things when I read a book or if I watch a movie where it starts to make you feel like maybe the insanity that's unfolding, you might be involved. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, started or watched Peacemaker yet. Uh, I watched three quarters of the first episode. And I'm here for the opening. <laughs> uh, the opening is amazing. Right. <laughs> the intro. Um, I I need to go back through. I was watching it in between doing shows on the experience. Like I wasn't really paying that close of attention to it. Mm-hmm. I need to go back through. I need to go back. And that's why that's why I stopped. Because I'm going, I couldn't tell you what is happening right now. So I had I decided to stop and I'll wait until I have time to watch it, watch it. Um, but the analysis I gave of it is it's like what would happen if like Steel Panther did a whole bunch of coke and had a superhero dream. <laughs> and the theme song was Faster Pussycat. Like if there's a lot of hair involved and it's the 80s, this feels like it. Only it's set in modern times. It's like a dance number, right? I think I have to see it. The opening is... It's like a music video, but... Like, 
if some weird avant-garde German director did it. Like, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> sounds awesome. It's so strange. But yeah, it's great. And I'll say this: John Cena. I knew he could act a little. I knew he had some chops as a performer. And when I saw him in The Suicide Squad, it was like, oh, he's really good at this kind of thing. Uh-huh. And now watching this, I'm going, he's really come a long way since the first Marine movie. Like, he's done the work. He's studied. He's learned how to act. He's learned how to embody a character. And he's very good. I just wish I could see him. Um, That's a reference that only wrestling fans will get. Well, you get to see a lot of him in this show. I mean, you get to see almost all of him in this show. I could just see the things he interacts with. I can't really see him. Because John Cena's finishing move is the you can't see me. (laughs) Like... It's a joke only wrestling fans will get. No, I, I, if Mark I, I, was here, he'd have laughed. Uh, um, um, I guess you haven't gotten to that scene yet. Or maybe you have. I don't know. I have. But what I'm <laughs> saying is, like... I, I, know, I know what you're saying. So does he know that it's funny when he's mostly naked? Is that is that his shtick? <laughs> I think he. I think this show knows exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It knows that it's goofy. Yeah, uh, goofy with a serious tone. I mean, you know, yeah. I, his father's character, uh, I, and I think that might be there for that balance, is to make it so that it's not just completely silly. You know, um, and I, I'm actually intrigued to see where that setup goes. Where they're taking that aspect of it. And that actor, I can't think of his name. Um, uh, Isn't that the Terminator? Yeah, he's the guy yes. from the Terminator. Um, Take gummit. Uh, he was also in uh, Robert Patrick. Patrick. I knew he had two first names. <laughs> But I could have named so many of the other people in this mo- in this show, and I couldn't think of Robert Patrick. Anyhow, um, I love him in stuff. He was in Scorpion, which was great. He's been in so many other great shows. That to see him playing this role seems fitting, mm-hmm. and it, I I quite enjoyed it. Um, also, shout out to Steve Agee, um, who. Kind of who was a stand-up and sketch comedian for years and years and years, trying to make it. Uh, got his start as the homeless guy in New Girl. Like that was kind of his big break. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, in in New Girl, they'd come out of the apartment, and he'd yell random things at them. Um, but he's in this, and he's very good in it as well. So, very cool. I don't know when I'm gonna get to watch it because of that HBO Max or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to make sure. I have to wait until one of my kids is like, "I want to watch that." Yeah, do you I, not I, have an HBO Max? <clears throat> uh, we we don't have every sing, single streaming service on every time, all the time. Mm. Right now, we're currently 
Disney Plus, Prime, and Netflix, I think. Yeah, we paid. Well, Prime, I have no choice because, you know, I use it for my office as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney Plus, we bought that three-year thing they were they had it for like four dollars, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah. Netflix, man, Netflix is raising their prices again. Yep, Netflix raised their prices, and I immediately went to my parents use my Netflix. <laughs> I went, I go, look, y'all need to figure out how to use some of these other services because I'm canceling that. And my mom's like, or I'll just pay for it. Here's the credit card. And I'm like, do you want to pay for some of the other services? <laughs> no. She went, no. Yeah, I'm tempted. I'm, you know, I want to cancel my Spotify, but then I realized my rest of my family uses it too. So, see, that was that was the that was the thing I did. I think that was smart. I get my Hulu and my ESPN Plus through my Spotify. I have to pay separate for Disney Plus, but I get Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Spotify all for one for ten bucks. Yeah, I have the family plan because you know, got two teenage kids and. Right. I mean, it's just, I'm just me. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, that was the one thing that like I lucked out on and like my Google assistant is through my Spotify too. So I couldn't cancel Spotify. I did cancel Pandora. I used to pay for Pandora. Yeah. I, I've never wanted to pay for Pandora. I, I, I couldn't, I, you know, why I did it because we use Pandora is the sound system in the store. And all too often we would get condom commercials when there were children in the store mm-hmm. like if <laughs> if they happened when the children weren't in the store i would have just left it alone but it happened like 10 times one month i went all right that's too much um yeah i don't know if you're still watching but it looks like the ambulance is taking them away man that sucks well that's what happens when you get a it's what happens when you get that kind of severe concussion yeah but his arms are moving that, that, yeah, that's that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So no, um, the service that I'm currently, uh, <laughs> and I'll be honest, like Hannah at Jen Store is using it. Jenna from Jen Store is using it. My sister and brother-in-law are using it. I'm using it. My parents are using it. Is Peacock? Like, hey, I'm getting the most use out of Peacock. I'm I'm still waiting for somebody to give me Peacock. I can't get myself to pay for that service. Okay, I'll send you the information. <laughs> like that's no, but that's the thing, right? Is that I paid for it to get WWE Network, and then WWE went in the tank. So now it's like, well, if I'm going to keep paying for it, I might as well let everybody watch everything. <clears throat> but. Yeah, no, it's I, I think I'm paying for about every streaming service now. Uh yeah, except I'm, for well, HBO Max. I get HBO Max. So that's the fun thing about my HBO Max is I don't pay for it. I just pay my cell phone bill and I get it. Yep, exactly. If you have a, a certain AT&T plans include HBO Max with it. Uh and uh Yeah, there's that one and then I have Apple TV through my T-Mobile, which is my business phone. Yeah, and I well, I'm, I'm actually paying for. I was paying for Apple TV, um, and that was because I uh, the plan we had with T-Mobile. I don't want to change it. The rate is really good, um, and they won't offer us a free Apple TV on that plan. Well, I get it. I think I get it because I keep getting a new device every year, 
And Apple does that when you get a new Apple device. You get it. You get Apple TV free for a year. They didn't give me that when I just got. I just got a brand new freaking four thousand dollar Apple computer, man. They should have given me I, that. I think it's a phone. Like when you get the. <sighs> they did give me three months of uh, free arcade. I'm like, I don't like playing games on your system. Right? Can I have three months of free Apple Music? Right. Yeah. Oh, well, now. Yeah. Oh my God. See, and that's that's why I want to cancel Spotify. I'm I'm subscribed to four different. Uh, well, three right now. One of them I haven't renewed yet, but uh, DJ pools. So you know, I'm already getting most of that music through other sources. Yeah, that's that's a good question. We don't we don't talk about music on here that often. Has anybody listened to anything good recently? Like a new new CD, a new record that they've heard? Anything interesting? I'm always listening to new stuff, man. Right, but, but we don't talk about it. So I'm like, I'm looking for recommendations. Well, I mean, it it depends on what genre you're you're wanting to go into. So. I don't know. Maybe that's why I never get recommendations. <laughs> and for me, you know, it ends up being I'm usually looking for new music for our Saturday night show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, as you know, Kyle, since you're listening to it, you know, half of my show is uh, newer stuff, but you know, I, I try to mix up as much as I can. Trying to make keep it as fresh as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it usually is, and about a half the time I'm texting you going, another TikTok song. <laughs> right, what makes something a TikTok song? I hear it on TikTok. Yeah, oh. it, it be, like um, do it, do it. You know, it became very popular on TikTok again, and now DJs have got remixes of it. Right. Most of the time, I don't know the name of the song. I just go, hey, that song's on TikTok. So is it ones that originated from TikTok? Like someone is someone created it and sang it there, or they're just using it for those dance challenge things? I think that's what happens. And they, you know, somebody, maybe like for Do It, Do It, it was a DJ that remixed it, and they somebody did a video, and everybody started to do the challenge, and mm-hmm. it became extremely popular. Um and it's interesting that, you know, like what Kyle said, my daughter's the same way. She's like, oh, I know this because it's a TikTok song. Uh, and TikTok has become the medium for music right now. Um, Very and, uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what's what's really happening. It's driving my friends crazy. Is Brainy will play a song on the mix and it'll get stuck in my head. <laughs> And then I'll hear it on TikTok, and it'll continue to be stuck in my head forever. And then I'll send my friends a text going, hey, did you know that this song that you heard on TikTok is actually this song that came out in 1972 by this band that you've right. never heard of, but I love it? <laughs> um, and that's that, speaking of which, you know, that's one of the things I'm noticing is a lot of the new mixes coming out are older songs. Like I was mentioning to you, you know, Jump Around on Sad. That freaking song is 30 years old. Um, and a few other songs that we were playing, like, what was it? Um, well, I know I played a few songs this Saturday from the eighties and, you know, they're 40 years old and people are discovering them now as remixes. Uh, (laughs) Which also, you know, uh, when we were, when we were teenagers, of course, we were like, Telling our parents, man, you guys are listening to this old folk music. Stop. There's newer stuff. Of course, now we're the old folk. But if you think about it, uh, a lot of that music is uh, 
and even my kids have said that they love, they prefer the music from back in the '90s and early 2000s and mm-hmm. '80s or the stuff that's coming out now. Well, it's it's one of those things that I've always said I identify as a Gen Xer, even though I'm a millennial. And it's because the music I identify with is Gen X music. You know, I'm I'm I would just as soon listen to REM as I would anything recently, anything that's come out recently. You know, um, Did you but, say dark list. Hmm? You say dark was sharing the list, like <laughs> choose a room list. Yeah, did yeah. You, the only did, person in room three. So sorry. I'm, did okay. you Did you see my response to it? Oh no! Did you like, give me heck? <laughs> I did not give you heck. I was I was the punk rock room. I'm I knew right where I was. Yeah. Although I had a friend call me out because I did make a misstatement on mine. Yeah. No. Um, how? Uh, well, I had said that I had seen all of the bands in Room 8 Live, which I hadn't because the Clash stopped touring before I was you were born. <laughs> However, I have seen every still active and alive member of the Clash with other bands or solo. You know, like I saw, I saw guys who were in the Clash when they would come out with the Pogues. You know, that kind of stuff. So I'm one of those guys that actually belong to almost every single room there. So I, you, I, you didn't know. Just know all of it. I'm sorry. What was that? So you just so you just like you identify with all of those. Basically, yes. So it, it was a tough answer. So I had to put out an answer that was uh, more realistic, more true. Right. I mean, I would be comfortable in five, six, or eight. But if I could mix some of these up, I would be good. But nobody out there knows. We should. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tag Justin in this post so Justin can put this graphic up. Yeah, so people can see what we're talking about. Uh, in fact, put that post in the chat because I can't find it anymore. That's just on his file under choose. Oh, um, I should just go straight into Dirk, huh? Mm-hmm. There, I just tagged you. People I just still, tagged you in it. People are still responding to it too. This one's got legs, man. <laughs> oh yeah. No, like I said, it's one of those. I made I made a misstatement in mine, and then I felt bad, but it, I stand by my answer. But yep. no, house one for sure, house two for sure. House three for sure. If you take like the Cure, Depeche Mode, the Police, the Smiths out of House One, and maybe sub in Prince and Duran Duran from House Four, I would be good with that. Um, but I'm not a big fan of New Order or the Eurythmics. I like them, but I don't want to listen to them all the time. Okay. Uh, nope. Even that. Wow. Yeah. All nine houses. There's one of them. I don't even know who it is. Who? Um, let's see. It was one of the bottom houses. Um, Craftwreck? Giorgio Moroder? I don't know who that is. Uh, House 9? Let's find out what their biggest hit is. Giorgio. I bet you be pl- I probably know their stuff. I just don't know any. <clears throat> no, for sure. 
Oh, Brainy, awesome. House party. <laughs> <laughs> I see it now. Um, wow, I've never heard of any of these songs. Play. You never heard Kylie Minogue? I what? No, we're trying to find this one person. George, uh, he's a producer, right? Or a composer, rather? No, I, I mean maybe a little bit. Um, best known as one of disco music's principal architects. Okay. In the seventies, with Donna Summer and Pete. Bullet, he crafted a sexy, fantastical version of something. Um, okay. Uh, the version of Disco defined by 1975 is Love to Love You Baby and is a hugely popular title track, plus other hits including 1977's I Feel Love and the following year's Last Dance. As the disco era faded, uh, he moved into electronica and was a huge influence on Daft Punk. Okay. So, I probably enjoy House Nine as like a place to visit every once in a while. Lisa, Lisa, and the Cult Jam, Kraftwerk. <clears throat> yeah. Kraftwerk and Lisa, Lisa were the only two bands, or the only two acts. Well, and Grace Jones, I should say. And Inner City, Sister Sledge. Well, no, that I when I was reading that, I could hear their songs in my head. Um, and like I know we are family, Sister Sledge. Um, but disco is maybe other than maybe gangster rap of the mid nineties, are is one of those genres that I just don't have instant recall on. Like, you could name an artist, and I'd be like, I don't know who that is. It's disco, and it's, you know, kind of 90s gangster rap. Weirdly, I most of the music that I listen to that's not just, like, turning on a YouTube channel and picking a genre and letting it do its playlist, whoever the person that's spinning the records in that channel is, uh, I find myself finding music through soundtracks. So most of the music I listen to is related to me by a movie, even though that's probably not the way most people saw it or heard it first. So I, I find most of my new music through, uh, I get two, two playlists every week from Spotify, uh, my discover weekly and the release radar. Oh. And I so every, Every week I get a playlist of stuff that, based on what I've listened to, they think I will like. And, like, sometimes they're suggesting songs that I've, like, owned in multiple formats and known for years and friends with the band, <laughs> craziness like that. And then, like, this week they're suggesting Dolly Parton's cover of Shine by Collective Soul. Did you listen to it? It was Did amazing. It? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but it's Dolly Parton, so of course it's amazing. <laughs> right <laughs> but no it's uh that's how i discover most of my new music anymore um I, I try to listen to the top 40 on uh 
Series XM. That's also another subscription I have. And um, after an hour, I've already heard every single song they're going to play in the top 40. That That is the downfall of top 40. They repeat the songs way too often. Uh -huh. uh, and, it, and that's actually that actually goes into saying that there really isn't that much quote good music coming out uh, when they're repeating the same song or every you know every 20 minutes every 30 minutes i understand that's what people really want to hear but um, back well, in the day having a small playlist yeah uh, i mean unfortunately so if we're going to talk about commercial radio terrestrial radio the playlists have gotten a lot smaller than they used to be when I first started at WIOT, uh, when I first started in rock radio, we had like a three million song library. And this is something we were discussing in our broadcasting uh, club is basically back in the days, DJs decided what songs they're going to play. Then corporate uh, music companies uh, took over and they give you a playlist of 10, 20 songs and that's all you can play. Well, it used to be. And again, this is when I started and this is like, like, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Um, you get your playlist and it's, oh, I have Give Me Three Steps by Skinnerd. I'm on a rock station. I have Give Me Three Steps by Skinnerd. I played Give Me Three Steps by Skinnerd yesterday. What other Skinnerd song do I have? What can I flip it out for? Uh -huh. You know, and you could make changes. And then what happened was the company, the publishing companies, the music publishing companies started charging different rates based on the amount songs were played yep. if i wanted to play a b-side it cost the, it cost my station a lot more money because we're not getting the volume licensing rights and so it they they cut the playlist way down to i i think we went from three million songs to a thousand songs like overnight one time and then by the time i left it was, if you wanted to change a song, you had to submit it to corporate in writing no more than three hours before the song came on the air, and they would pick your replacement song. Like, it was wild. That would be a hard way to be creative. And that, that is a problem with uh, commercial radio right now. You can't be creative. Right. How do you, things break in? Um, so, you know, Exactly. You are buying your way into being played on the radio. Literally. Um, so, you know, if I release a song tomorrow, unless if TikTok makes it a huge hit, it is not making it on commercial radio. Right. Unless you get you do something like go viral with your song on YouTube or social media of some kind. Exactly. And that's why a lot of artists are turning to things like YouTube mm -hmm. and uh, to mm -hmm. TikTok. And that's where they're releasing their new songs. In fact, uh, you know, one of the discussions we had uh, with one of my, when I did my radio station last uh, year, um, my co-host and I were talking. It's like there's a few songs we want to play, but because we were a college radio, uh, we were not allowed to play songs with the offensive music, mm -hmm. uh, which is odd too because that's where we used to hear all. The, college radio was the best place to listen to that music, but for our college, it was restricted. Uh, and we weren't able to play some of the artists because they're like, you know what? We don't care. We don't care. They're, they're releasing their music for their fans. And their mindset is we don't care if it gets played on the radio because that's not where our audience is. We are releasing it for art. And, you know, they don't want to make clean versions of their songs. Right. So 
but this is what's this is what this is where it gets really wild. Do you want to go down a conspiracy theory rabbit hole here? Oh, there is a there is a song that got really big on TikTok, and it's gotten big, got an airplay on the charts, and it's starting called A B C D E F U. Yep. That song was written by a team of songwriters, produced and put out on a record, and what that artist wasn't getting any notice anywhere. So, but she was getting good views on her TikTok where she was writing songs live on TikTok. So somebody comments on her TikTok and says, could you write a breakup song based around the alphabet? That person who commented that was her A&R rep from her label. So then she gets on TikTok live and writes this song, A, B, C, D, E, F, U. And it takes off on TikTok and now it's getting major label play. Yep. Major record play. Yep. It's all a conspiracy theory. It's all a conspiracy. Which is funny as well. And this is, I know Kyle, you, I, you and I have discussed this before, or at least I've mentioned it to you. Um, there are songs that I get in my rec pool and, uh, you know, I played it months earlier and all of a sudden I hear it on Sirius XM as, hey, this is the debut of like, right. like oh, wait, I played this, you know, just a few months ago. I was just playing this song. How is this a debut of, uh, but, Back in the day, I played Kiss with a Fist by Florence and the Machine. And then on, on college radio, when I was at Specs Howard, I was playing Kiss with a Fist by Florence and the Machine because I had the CD, and I would take the CD in and put it in the tray and play it because I'm like, this is a hit. Six months later, it's on every pop station everywhere because Florence and the Machine had had a hit with another song from that record. And they heard this other one as the B side, as the the second single. I'm going. I've been playing it for months, and and that is something that is missing from um, broadcast DJs. Mm-hmm. DJs can't do that anymore. They are restricted to that corporate list, and that's all they can play. Otherwise, they get fined or fired, and yep. you're fired because there's enough people out there to replace them. High school radio. I did the same thing with. Uncle Cracker's cover of the Dobie Gray Drift Away song. And that song got played so many times, everybody hates it now. Yeah. Um, you know, and my, the college radio, we actually started a program where um, it, it was called New Pop Discovery, where we would play songs that we have never heard before. None of us, even the person picking it, never heard it before. I was usually the one doing it. And we would play it and we would rate it. And Everybody that was on that show loved it because we were discovering music we wouldn't have never heard before because, you know, it's not being played on commercial radio. That's I had a conversation with somebody about would I go back to radio? And the answer was (laughs) no. Uh, (laughs) Like, not a chance. But then the conversation turned into what would it take? And I go, well, I go back for a million dollars an hour. You know, <laughs> um, you know, someone's um, paying a million dollars an hour. I don't even care if it's a salaried forty-hour week, and I'm expected to work fifty million dollars an hour. Don't really care. Um, but there are a few stations out there. There's a couple of great ones out out of LA that are true independent new stations where you can really hear new music. I know there's there's one out of Dallas I quite like. I don't know if there's one in Houston or not, Miss Jen. 
Um, we have one here in Columbus, CD929, um, that just I absolutely love because you can walk into those stations, hand them your CD, and be like, this is my music. If you like it, please play it, and they will. Um, wonderful. Yeah, but those stations have to fight to stay on the air, and they have to do, you know, just – absolutely crazy stuff to you know to compete in markets where they're dominated by cumulus and iheart and uh you know virgin media in canada and all these other places like uh this station has had six different broadcast frequencies in 20 years Mm -hmm. one in columbus because these big companies keep wanting to buy up their frequencies so they keep taking the money because it'll fund the what they sell their frequency for will fund them for three more years and they just move to another frequency and move to another frequency and move to another frequency. Um, my favorite thing is that the way this station got noticed this year uh, and they went a little bit viral is the heat went out in the building. So the station owner built a flamethrower, essentially, <laughs> and just stood in the middle of the office and held the flame th- to warm the office up. Because all the computers are so cold, they wouldn't run. Like, oh, wow. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, computers like it cold. No, like so cold that like hard drives were struggling to spin up. Wow. Yeah, it was like 12 degrees in their studio. And so like, it's, yeah, this is like, we got to do what you got to do. And your, your station manager is this insane guy walking around with a propane torch like... <laughs> Warming your office. So. Shout out CD929. <laughs> I still won't go to work for him. I'll, I'll go back to, in fact, I might go back to radio. Just, I still think talk shows a great medium for radio right now. If I could go back to a non-major corporate mega Megalith, I would. Yeah, those jobs are just so few and far between these days. Yeah, there isn't very much left. That's why the internet radio is picking up so much, Mm -hmm. uh, because you can be a little bit more creative with it. Unfortunately, though, also the problem with that is anybody can open up a a internet radio station nowadays. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm part of a Facebook group for DJs, and I, I kid you not, I probably see a new invitation. For hey, we're starting a new radio station, or we have a radio station. We're looking for DJs to play on it. Mm-hmm. Um, then you know, uh, I did apply for a few, and um, interestingly enough, they were glad to have me on there. But because they're a new station, um, you know, they want to make sure they're paying their bills and everything. So the DJs are required to pay a fee until they get on. They're like, no. Uh, I'm spending hours doing all this stuff. I am not going to pay to be on your radio station. I'm not, I'm not working. You know, I might do it for free. I don't mind that. Um, but I am not going to pay you. Right. Uh, you know, for you to make money off of me. Right. No, exactly. So, all right. We should probably talk about comics. Comics. Yeah. I mean, like She-Hulk number one. I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah. Is there a new She-Hulk? Uh, I'm serious. I don't look at new releases until Wednesday, Thursday now. 
Um, it's gotten so bad with the shipping and stuff. I think we're, I think Where's we're actually getting our books this week on time. We'll see. We At didn't get our lunar today, so. Uh-oh. Which is okay. I mean, if they, we're hoping it'll arrive tomorrow. And right now I'm uh, sweating a little because I waited too long to do my PRH FOC and their website is down. So uh, the second arc of the silver coin wraps up. Silver coin number eight. Nice. Uh, written by our friend Matt Rosenberg. Anything that he writes, I'm down for. Yep. Same here. What else? What else? What else? Um, hmm. Didn't feel yeah. like a very heavy number one week for sure. I've got the list up here. Yeah, I haven't actually looked because we had Miss Jen's show booked, and which is what normally gets me looking. Um, <laughs> there's the Angel number one from Boom, Aerosmith Behind Enemy Lines number one from Image, Batman The Night, K and I G H T number one. Oh, yeah. Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider number one. A book that looked interesting to me, Bolero from Image Comics. Uh, which is Wyatt Kennedy written. Uh, that looks interesting. <gasps> Cursed Pirate Girl. <gasps> Woo! Um, for some reason, Strange uh, Academy is picking up a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cover of Darkness, number one, from Source Point. White River Monster. Um, so how do you think Cowboy Bebop number one from Titan is going to do now that the show is kaput? Um, it can go either way. Uh-huh. It could yeah. be people are like, hey, I want more Cowboy Bebop, which I don't see happening because we've seen that trend in the past. Um, and it sells out or it's going to be and there's no more. Right. I'm, I'm leaning more towards that. Uh, eh. I'm not interested right now. It's, it's it's an unfortunate, but like I mentioned, you know, people don't like to. Well, television people don't like to go get comic books. Uh, vice it does work really well for vice versa because comic books the reader love it when a TV show comes out for their favorite titles. My favorite two things on my invoice this week are. Local Comic Shop Day 2021, Chuck <laughs> D Presents Apocalypse, and Free Comic Book Day 2021, Marvel Hero Clicks Spider-Man figures. Uh, right. We might be a little bit late for a local comic shop day. By just a, a tad lot. bit. Uh, just a tad bit. Local mm-hmm. Comic Shop Day was September, I believe, or sooner than that. Maybe no, it was probably. November. November. Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't miss any of that. No. Uh, and, you know, right now, Kyle, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the same way you feel. Um, it, it's become more of a hassle than it, 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 it used to be a lot more fun. But, hey, you know, we're still doing it. We're still checking along. 
Right. Yeah, I that like I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about do I miss being a full time retailer? And there are certainly parts of it I miss. And then I see the conversation about, hey, I'm finally getting my stuff from Halloween or, you know, local comic shop day. And I go, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, not at all upset that I don't have to deal with that anymore. Uh Don't get me wrong. The good stuff outweighs the bad still for me. And I do miss it, but. I definitely miss it in a different way than I thought I would. So, Brainy, tell me this. If you have access to yours. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 125. Do you have only A copies showing up? Give me one second here. I'm trying to look. Did you say eight copies? No. Do you have Do you have only A copies showing oh, up? Eight covers. Give me one second here. This is the first appearance of the punk frogs. It is a big book, but I only have A covers on my list. Uh no. Wow. No, we've only we've got both A and B. Okay. I'm just uh, we, didn't, we didn't order very many. I'm surprised. I'm um I sent an email three months ago when I saw the B cover I am in conversations to perhaps own a piece of art <gasps> what I don't know what it looks like so let me find it hold on <laughs> I doubt I'm going to get it I bet I get outbid but still uh, who are you getting it from Kevin oh, all, of it, all of it is image coming soon we don't know what it looks like Oh, hold please. For number 125, I see the image. Yeah, where? It's not online anywhere that I can find it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's on the diamond site. I'll show it to you. Oh, I got it. Okay. Uh, do, do, do. All image coming soon. <laughs> Click the thing. Click the thing. Oh, I see it now. This one. That's yeah. One. Okay. I want to buy the thing. You want to buy the thing? That thing is going to cost you many monies. Uh, hopefully, we're working it out on trade. Although last week, I bought the cover and back cover to Space Cadet. Because <laughs> I needed to. Yeah, I can see that. No, hopefully I, I I made a convincing enough deal on trade. That would be trade plus cash. Very nice. Trading them. Um, <laughs> volume on Last Ronin and a first print number one. Mirage number one. Nice. This is so. dumb. Just give me those things and I'll give you money instead. Yeah, but I want the art. <laughs> I, <but I'm> sh- <laughs> is it only going to be tradable with stuff? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not thinking it through. My my heart, my heart is doing this deal, not my brain. Yeah. 
Because there's a better than even chance I'll hear back and go, you know, he just did it digitally, right? And I'll just be somewhere like at the end of a street crane desire going, no! Except it's snowing and I'm in the middle of the highway. Eastman doesn't do just pure digital, though. Right. But that, like, it's not going to, you know, it's like, uh, it doesn't really look right. If you look at the original, like the, the, the physical page, you really need to print. I would still take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not an idiot. So, okay, I am an idiot, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Brady, the Rams won. Yes, I saw. It, it was expected. I'm still surprised that uh, Cincinnati scored, what, 11 points? <laughs> Arizona. And whatever, you know, the Cardinals, yeah, you're right. They scored uh, 11 points. Mm-hmm. So. so how, how is the, the, the fellow that – Got carried off the field. They'll probably talk about it during Sports Center. Yeah, well, I and I couldn't actually listen to the game and listen to you guys at the same time, so I wasn't what? exactly. But yeah, and now I'm, I switched over to the Laker game. I just closed it. So, all right. Well, if uh, if there's nothing else for the good of the order, I think we got it. Uh, this has been a weird week. We haven't talked nearly as much about food as I thought we would. I know. I say we go back to talking about food. Nope. Too late. <laughs> uh, I did pick up a new kind of uh, Nature Valley bar that I'd never seen before. So I'm excited to try that. Mm. Uh, I've just thought of a new a new theme for one of the nerd killers. A cook-off. <laughs> By the way, um, have you guys seen Next Level Kitchen? No ads for next level kitchen. So it's a Gordon Ramsay cooking competition show. And there are three levels. There's the top level, the middle level and the bottom level of this kitchen and the bottom level. Like you've got the pans are small and you've got limited cooking utensils and that kind of stuff. Like, and it's supposed to look run down. The middle level is like a nice kitchen. Like you'd have at your house. And then the top level is like a brand new state of the art five Michelin star kitchen. Right. Mm -hmm. And based on their metrics, one team goes to the top, one team goes to the middle, one team goes to the bottom. And then this platform moves like on an elevator through the layers that has all of your potential ingredients. So you have to run over to the platform and like grab your protein and grab whatever stuff you want to cook with your meat, with your protein, as this thing slowly sinks through your le- level. And by the time it gets to the bottom, you know, it's the like the least good proteins and the least good starches and all that kind of stuff. So it's a really interesting competition cooking show, right? As it turns out, this whole big set is in a tent in the parking lot of a Hyatt somewhere in California. Oh, funny. Right. That actually sounds exactly like a Netflix show. Right. Like like there's a show that's a dystopian weird future in which people live on these levels and try to try to earn their way to higher levels where they can actually get food. And this is like a survival thing, not like as a <laughs> cooking. Yeah, no, this is just a cooking show. Uh, a guy I follow on TikTok was on it. That's the other thing about it, right? You've got professional chefs, home cooks, and social media cooks like mm-hmm. that make up these teams. It's really interesting. It's a really good show. All right. Cool. So maybe check that one out too if you're looking for a cooking show. 
Um, I got- tried the Disney. They're doing this Disney cooking show as well. Mm-hmm. And I could not get into it. I, I basically fast forward the entire thing just to watch the end to see what the end product was. And after one episode, I'm done. Yeah, my, I'm going to stick to the Great British Baking Show as my huh? my cooking show. Yeah, there you go. So, all right, all right. there that 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 will get us our food talk quota. Yay! Um, thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom and on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out other shows on Woodlands Online, like Weekly Fallout Sports Talk, which we did. Uh, the Adventure Begins show, Four Reels, The Best You, Between the Trees, Business Talk, and much more. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KVQT HD 21 over the air, if you're in the right area of the United States. All of these shows and more on Roku right now. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to our podcast show on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and Amazon. So... For Brainy and Miss Jen and Justin, who's in the background yelling, would they just wrap it up already? I've been Kyle, and this has been Nerd News Now. <laughs>